I'm Joe. And I'm Lee. We are the Rewinders, re-watching childhood movies to see if they still hold up. And this month is the month, month of, of love. Love, love me, baby. Love. love. Hey, what movie? Wait. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, Joe. Whoa, whoa. What movie did we watch? We watched Better Off Dead. Would you say this is a quintessential John Cusack movie? Yes. I think this is the John Cusack movie everyone thinks of when they think of John Cusack movies from the 80s. From the 80s, yeah. It's either this one or the one where he's holding the boombox over his head. Yeah. And I've never seen that movie. And if you're thinking of one, you're probably going to think of scenes from the other one accidentally. Probably. Yes. This one, I don't have too many many memories of as a kid. I think I watched this one later when I was a teenager. Okay. What I do remember is, as a kid, not liking the middle sequence or whatever when he's working at the... Pig. The pig, yeah, the... What's it? Called? Yeah, pig burger place. Pig burger, yeah. yeah, when they animate the burgers and there's an yeah. I I, fa- I I I don't know if I fast that forward. That just comes down it. to you hate David Lee Roth. That's what it comes down to. I do hate David Lee Roth. Oh, terrible! I hate David Lee Roth. This this movie was not good for me remembering anyone's name. The only way okay. that I could know that that was David Lee Roth, other than me picturing him, was I waited till the through the credits to see his name and go, that's right, that's his name, his name is David Lee Roth. Let me write this down so I remember. Oh, he's terrible. I couldn't even remember John Cusack's name. What is wrong man? <laughs> <laughs> well, there aren't too many famous people, and there's a lot of character actors in, in this movie. I remember that, and it being, I think, maybe the first uh, introduction to black comedy, like dark comedy humor. For me, at least. I can see that. And other than that, really don't have too many memories about this movie. The big one that has always stuck with me in this movie is $2. Yes, the $2. Just the fact that it, how much and how often and how ridiculous it is, that really stuck out. And mm-hmm. I remember my, even my father being entertained by it back in the day. Outside of that, for me, I couldn't remember where K-12 fit into any movie. So sure. when they mentioned it, I was like, ah, it's this movie. That's right. So that's where that's from. Okay. Well, I definitely saw this movie a lot more in late teen, early twenties. That's that's when I really started watching this movie. Yeah, quite that's a when bit you would more. connect with it. I think it makes I think more so, sense yes. to you as a teenager than it would true, as a kid. True, definitely. So the movie starts off really well because it's an animated open. Yes, classic, at, classic eighties. Yes, animated open. Animated open right away. This is an art style that pops around in different John Cusack movies where his characters draw these sequences. That's true. So I, it just was kind of fun that I was like, oh, yeah, here's another one. <laughs> they always have little monsters yeah, doing little, something. Yeah, and the uh, the horse, because the, it's, it's uh, a monster steals a, a damsel in distress and, distress, and uh, a knight with a sad-looking horse chases after. We pan across John Cusack's bedroom, and it's way too many pictures of his it's, girlfriend. It's creepy. It's beyond creepy. It's, it's a little too this much. This is what you realize someone needs mental help. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it just pans across. There's so many pictures of Beth, his girlfriend, and he even wakes up to alarm clock, and then he t- grabs a picture right away and, and kisses her picture, good mm-hmm. morning. And that alarm clock, I had that radio. Well, I used that alarm clock all through high school. I wonder if my parents still have it at home. Have they treasure to... it. They, they don't treasure this it. This was Lee's alarm clock. It's up in the attic somewhere <laughs> in storage. John Cusack plays yeah. Lane, and then his dad wakes up because he hears – uh, something coming in yeah. the morning. Yep. Something. He's awoken. He runs. He runs outside really quick, and he just grabs the nearest thing, and he, it's his his wife's uh, bathrobe, see throughish night bathrobe or something or other. Yeah, it's very frilly. But he goes. He's trying to open up the garage door because the paperboy is coming, and this paperboy has an arm on him because he's broken. All the other windows except one in the garage door. And it manages to open it up because it's comically – it can't open. And it finally opens up. Ha-ha. I, I got you. You didn't break my last window. Then comically the garage door falls and all the windows – or the last window breaks. Yes. And the dad is played by uh, David Ogner Sears. Steers. Okay. He's Winchester from MASH. I wouldn't have Charles Winchester that. I, III. That's good. You, you don't watch MASH? Uh, I've oh. seen plenty of episodes of it, but uh, that was a long time ago. But it, all right, we gotta watch the mash. It's so good. 
He's the best. Winchester. Okay. okay. Anyway, so that's who's playing him. And then they're having breakfast. Oh no, he uh John Cusack is taking a, is getting taking a shower and he takes a shower with his socks on. Yep. And then he when he gets yeah, out he air dries air dries the, the socks. Uh, hair dryer. And I always I thought is are those his lucky socks or something because he's never talked about like that's I those are the just... socks he met Beth with. Meant to be that it could be lucky socks. They never explain it. No. I just took it to mean it. He's, he's weird. kooky. He's yeah. weird. That's true. And the same time, I'm also thinking, wow, he has a bathroom connected to his bedroom. Wow, it's he a has a house. huge walk-in closet. He has a walk-in closet where all of his clothes have a head picture of Beth on them. That would have been amazing to have a room like mm-hmm. that growing up. Just saying. Oh, no. It's pretty amazing. Big house. But his uh, kooky mom is making breakfast, and she makes experimental foods all the time. Right now, she boiled the the bacon, and it's green for yeah. some reason because who knows? Because it's funny. Because it's... yeah, well, that's a reason why. Because the dad said, that he, "Oh, he." She mentions, "Oh, you didn't like it when I, when I fried it. It had too much grease in it, so now I boiled it instead." I don't know. She her brain isn't all there. At least that not character ex- not explained. It's just supposed to be funny. Yes, it's supposed to be wacky. Eh. And Lane has a brother named Badger. I don't remember his name at all. I because he doesn't really say anything. He doesn't talk at all through the entire movie. He gives glares. He doesn't say one line through the entire movie. But he is eight years old or almost eight years old, and he right now he's in like a leopard print bathrobe or outfit. Yeah, and he's been cutting out all the coupons from the, cereal, the cereal boxes. boxes, so that when his dad goes to cereal, get some cereal, they all fall out comically, and he's mailing all of these things out to get whatever and as a kid i never understood that bit because yep. i always knew there's bags there's bags inside there's bags so inside. why does none of this stuff why is it in the bag mm-hmm. so the joke didn't work on me as a kid it still doesn't work for me because yeah. i see that it, there's bags what what no the, the, <laughs> you can't just have the, the cereal in a box it's gonna go bad right away where are the bags but the whole point that everything is just spilling everywhere the spilling is what's funny not the concept that it's close to reality that because it's not waka waka well it's sunday morning and lane has to go pick up beth because it's ski tryouts for the, the high school ski team ski club or whatever and so as he's going out his dad reminds him hey remember that car that's on our lawn it's you, you you have to fix it up. It's covered up by a tarp. You can't see what kind of car it is. But, hey, fix up that car. Yeah, 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 I hear you, Dad. And at the same time, then you see across the street a girl looking out a window. And you find out she's a foreign exchange student mm-hmm. from France. And she's tied, unfortunately, to these this terrible, people. terrible, horrible family of people that basically the mom has kind of gotten the foreign exchange student to hook up with her creepy boy thing. <laughs> In his creepy <laughs> outfit. I can't think of his name, but he's creepy. Ricky. Ricky? His name's Ricky. Oh, yeah. Rick, oh, Ricky. Yeah, and he's this obese, creepy guy, always in, and has an inhaler or sniffing has no nasal. And, has, and he doesn't speak for a long time, too. Yeah. But you get to see, and yeah, her name is Monique, and she make, I, makes eyes at John Cusack. Like, oh, he's cute, because... Mm-hmm. He is cute. He's John Cusack. So we get we get to the mountain. It's a K-12, and so the, the captain of the ski team, Roy. I, I assume he's the captain, and he has been the captain. Yeah. And I'm, oh, get, I'm guessing yeah. they're freshmen coming in. That's who John Cusack is. No, he's, I thought he was. They didn't really senior? say. I think he's a senior. I assume he was just uh, an underclassman because yeah. of the situation. But they, I don't I think they wrong. really ever said. Top hat guy is not an underclassman. Charles uh, Charles Amar Charles Amar as sure. his name Booger Ah yes yes He's played by a, a, a Curtis Armstrong I couldn't think of cuz I'm like I've awesome. seen this guy yeah. before He's but I awesome can't Yeah he plays Booger in the Revenge of the Nerds movies yes. But that's right uh, I I forgot we're on the phone with Beth and she is talking to a girlfriend saying that she's dumping Lane because he's not basically he's not the captain of the ski club yeah. he, i'm gonna start dating roy and he, she changes photographs uh, and then so now she's dating roy she's not dating oh roy she wants yet. oh she, she wants, wants him to. oh okay and, yeah it, it's it's basically very over the top and yeah. stupid in reality but it serves the purpose of showing what her intentions are as a character in the movie yeah that's true so roy is at the top of the k-12 mountain that 
only he can do, apparently. Apparently, it apparently kills people. Everyone else dies when they try going down this slope. He makes it down and says, Hi, I'm Roy. I talk with my teeth closed all the time. I'm the only one who can do the K-12. And hey, who wants to hold my clipboard? I just imagine him with sweaters over his shoulders That's when you talk idea. like that. That's Okay, I'm ta- I'm exaggerating. He doesn't actually talk like that. He's he's a cocky piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And he's making eyes at Beth. And then the line of, who wants to hold my clipboard? And says, well, who's, who's this young little helper? Charles Amar says, I'm Charles, sir. Because <laughs> he's a big goof wearing yeah. a top hat. Uh, Lane's best friend. Or, I mean, not best friend. A guy that a guy. gets along with them pretty well. Basically, yeah. Because they're both kind of weird. Aloof. Outcast, kind yeah, of, because kind they're of. not preppy or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, then they, he says, you have to make it down in a certain amount of time and to be even considered for a ski team. Lane tries to do it, but he doesn't make it in time, so he's not on the ski team or whatever, and he's out. And then that's when... Beth breaks up with him also. So he comes back home. He's going to kill himself now. He, he doesn't know what to do. He's distraught. Oh, no, I forgot about the racing. Yeah, the racing. I'm skipping does. over. That was on the way out to the. There's the double race. racing. That's right. On the way out to the ski about these yeah. Japanese racers. One speaks English, but he only learned to speak English by watching Wide World of Sports. So, so he only speaks as Howard Cosell. And the other one does not speak any English. He's the driver. Yeah, that's right. On the way, to, I forgot. On the way to the tryouts, he has this race <laughs> with the speakers on this other car. And comically, John Cusack backs up by accident. He had it in reverse by accident. And, and hits the owner of the the pig burger restaurant, who's slimy, fat, and is always smoking a cigar in a truck. And then, that's right, after he, gets, after he breaks up with Beth, he's driving home. And it happens again at the race. But he's going forward this time. And runs into the pickup truck. And I like that the two Japanese students, they're wearing um, the gold jackets and ties. They're, they're dressed like the, the, Wide World the sportcaster. Sports. Exactly. Yeah. They're exactly like that. He they puts on the leather driving gloves, but then John Cusack puts on yellow uh, washing. Di- washing that, that wash gloves that have the fingers cut out at the ends, yeah. which is good. And he's wearing – and then when he skis, he wears a welder's mask or welder's goggles yeah. when going down. <laughs> I almost forgot about those guys. I would have reminded you. About Howard Coast. I can't. I'm not going to try it. Can you do it? Maybe, but – What a predicament we are in. Oh. Oh, this now is Now I'm on the spot and I don't feel accent good about this. Howard Coast. Well, actually, you're making me feel better that if I try. bad – Maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a go at the end of the Give it a podcast. try after you warm up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So then, then he goes in the garage, and he yes, wraps himself. like a power cord around him and goes, wait a minute, why am I doing this? And then his mom knocks the door open, kicks him off the ledge, and he yeah. basically starts hanging himself. Then. Yeah, like, why am I doing this? I haven't been to New York. I haven't done anything. Oh, wait, no, I'm dying. The scene cuts, and he escapes death, at least that time. And uh, they have dinner where his dad wants to talk to him about a few things. And while he's talking, uh, his mom is putting food on the plates, and this is actually seems to be the point of the scene. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Just, the conversation she made... is just kind of there. Yeah, because everyone, all eyes are to the mom as she's gooping out, sp- spooning out green slime onto plates, and she's just making faces at it, and they're just kind of looking at the, what's on their plates now. But they're going to love it because it has raisins in it. <laughs> <laughs> and John Cusack's character Lane is just tuning out his dad and just staring at his food and pokes at poke, it. Poke. And then it starts squirming off the plate, which is hilarious. And it's gone. Like, may I be excused? I'm gonna be excused. Bye. And that's when he goes upstairs. He uh talks to his little brother for a moment, says, What's this all this kid stuff and toys? You when are you gonna grow up? You're almost eight years old. And the kid just looks annoyed because he's working on a laser gun, he turns it and shoots at a box near the door and explodes. Whatever. And Lane goes to his bedroom to take a nap because he feels overburdened with the world and has a dream about when he first met Beth. That's right. He was playing football with Charles. If you call that football, but... Well, they're just messing around in a park. Yeah. I like Charles is smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and drinking beer. Yep. It just It's really quick, just making eyes at each other. They sit down, introduce, and Beth is new to the area. They're talking to each other, but they're also having voiceovers in their head. Because yeah. they think that they each have boogers in their nose. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the scenes that I can never remember what movie it's from. And sure. then when I see it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, it's this one. This is at the 20-minute mark. And this is when, in real life, John Cusack got out of the screening of this and walked out because he hated this movie. 
Wow. He hated this movie, and the only reason why he did the second movie with the same director, Savage Steve Holland, was because he was, he was obligated mm-hmm. to do it, to do um, One Crazy Summer. So it's sad that John Cusack hates this movie so much. He would, it, I think, kind of helped him become famous. Yeah. Yeah, he wakes up uh, from his dream of remembering when he first met Beth, and there's a note on his forehead from his mom <laughs> that says something like, had to go feed cat. Yeah. Love mom. That was pretty good. Yeah, and <laughs> just gets up to go feed the cat. The cat box of food also has a hole in it from being coupons clipped Coupon out of it. Cut, yep. So he pours some, tries to pour the food in a bowl for the cat, but it basically all pours on the floor. Mm-hmm. Cute kitty comes up and starts eating. Eats from the it bowl. anyway. And then he forgets he has cat food in his hands and pours himself a bowl of cat food and puts milk in it. And he's, he's about, about to, to eat, eat it. it. When? Someone's at the door. Oh, yeah, the $2 kid. Yeah. Uh, he says something like, I've been delivering so so many times. $2 with tip. Oh, sorry, my dad isn't here. And he's about to close the door, puts his kid puts a foot in there, pulls, pull, pulls out a switchblade, but it's actually a comb, comb. switchblade. Yeah. I want my $2. Oh, yeah, I got to go. Um, it, it, it was... Crazy reasons why, Crazy he, reasons can't why pay, he can't pay $2. And it's always funny. <laughs> Closes the door on the kid. Then we go to a scene where uh, Charles and Lane are, are shopping together. And all this is just how he can't believe that Beth dumped him. And Charles is saying Greendale or wherever they're at, California, is a, is a really small town. There's so many other things you can do and more women out there. It's such a small town. I can't even get real drugs here. And that's when he has a can of... Uh, He's going to be doing whippets later. Yeah. They only yeah. insinuate it. So. Yeah. And then they go up to the mountain to uh, do a practice. Oh, yeah. Is that what happens next? I I kind of just skipped over smaller scenes. Are you skipping over the teacher scene? No. Or am I, am I just so far ahead? No. You're a, you, that's got to be ahead oh. yet because that scene is hilarious. Oh, yeah. there's a uh, He's on a uh, radio. He's Oh, he's driving around in his car and he's here. All he hears nothing but radio, uh, breakup songs. Oh, yeah. He, he just rips out the radio out, yeah. from the car. Doesn't do anything for the plot yeah he's got a practice doing the k-12 so he can prove that he's worthy of beth so yeah yeah yeah. he gets up there he tries it and of course he tumbles he he fails he fails completely and then yeah that's right he just falls down right away but there's no way and he yeah the stunt guy just goes down right away you could tell just from the get-go yeah there's really honestly not much of effort going on here Mm -hmm. it's it's all about the falling exactly yeah i think we're at the school then the math teacher right i think so i'm looking at my notes and that's what's next oh yeah i skipped over that yes oh there was another daydream that's why i was confused okay yes the the math scene is highly important to the plot for no other reason than it's ridiculous I love it because it comes out and Vincent Chavanelli, he's a character actor you've seen in tons of TVs and movies. Really tall, balding guy with a long, creepy face. He always maybe plays a bad guy or a weird guy, but you've seen him and he's just talking nonsense about geometry, geometry and all these other yeah words. And the class is just enamored with yeah, him. Yeah, they're leaning <gasps> in. Ooh. And then Ooh. when he says certain things, like either they laugh or clap. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah, the exact opposite how you would be in actual class. Like, exact opposite of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. When they're in class, they're just, people are barely staying awake. They're just staring into oblivion. Mm-hmm. But here, the, yeah, the exact opposite. And he says, okay, everyone get pull out their uh, assignments that I had. And here, let me, let me who should I pick in the, in the classroom? And everyone's raising their hands, excited to go up to the blackboard to solve the equation or whatever. And everyone else pulls out stuff like a bunch of, like a printer. Like a dot yeah. matrix printer comes out, out of their fi- files, a hu- huge tablets and books and everything. And Lane pulls out a crumbled up piece of paper that has gum and bits of junk in it. And, and all it says is do homework. Do homework. And of course he gets picked on to go up there next to Beth. And then this is when he has, he starts to do the equation. He, and this is when he has his flashback of them in the back of their, they're going to lose their virginity to each other. Yes. But instead, he accidentally breaks the condom. And so when he, we snap back out of it, he's drawn geometry, shapes, and whatnot. A picture of a woman pregnant and says, baby, bad, or something like that. Yeah, I, yeah and then, yeah. then he breaks out of it by going, like, uh, ah, no, uh, Yeah. And, yeah, everyone laughs. Everyone laughs, and then the bell rings, and everyone, oh, no, the class is over. Teacher says, it's okay. 
you'll have to memorize chapters 39 through 105 for tomorrow. Oh, thank you. Woohoo. We're so happy to be in this class. They all leave. And this is when um, Charles says, I will help you conquer the K-12. And I'll, I'll, I'll teach you. I'll help you out because I'm your buddy. He leaves. And then the teacher comes by and says, excuse me, I have something very important to ask you, Lane. Would you mind if I asked Dr. Beth? And then lunch we scene. do those other scenes. And... You want to pitch, skip past the lunch scene? That was already the skating lunch scene was in there, too? Skating lunch scene is next. Oh, no, because he's drawing. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he's proving <laughs> to the drawing that he can pick up other girls and other girls are interested in them. He's in, yeah, they're... <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's okay. It's It's in there. I'm going to stop doing my notes in red because this is... I did that once with in pink for uh, Mannequin. It was so hard to follow along. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Yeah, so this just shows that Ricky is with Monique and he is all the food and he's trying to feed her things and she's just disgusted. And it pans over and Charles is sitting there and he's snorting the jello. Yeah, so off- everyone around Monique is kind of gross. Everybody's so. gross and he offers it politely. Would you like to snort some? He also rubs the... Uh, jello on his teeth like cocaine it's the gums you rub it on your gums your gums okay sorry i i don't <sighs> you can't you don't absorb it through your teeth you know what i meant <laughs> <laughs> lean is there and he's drawing bummed and i always wonder why is he not sitting next to charles yeah it's, it they're, seems they're awkward fr- yeah, but, but yeah he's, he's not further down and he's he drew a picture of a monster and it eats uh roy or whatever yeah, and, and then and then it comes animated to life. Beth is like, "Why are you doing that? That's mean." Because or... I love you, Beth. I'll do anything. Well, you're just a sleezoid loser. Pants. Roy is the best ever. I can get any woman. He says, "Go ahead, prove it." I'm gonna get that girl over there, head cheerleader. And animated Beth says something like, "Oh, you couldn't get her. She dates the basketball team, meaning the entire basketball team." And it just shows a. Yeah, cheerleaders sitting down with all these guys, and they're all just grunting like Neanderthals. They're just, rrr, rrr. I didn't, didn't notice this until Natalie pointed out, saying, "You know, they're all eating all the basketball players. They're eating baby food." <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see notice that. that at all, because then the head cheerleader she goes, "I'm gonna go get something, get some water or something like that," and they're all very protective of her. They all stand up, grunt. They don't. They never say anything. Just they all grunt. Rrr. Anyway, Lane ha- gets some. Roller skates because she's on roller skates for some reason. It's the eighties. Everyone's on. Roller I guess skates. that's the reason why. I was on roller skates in the eighties. <laughs> but did you try hitting on the head cheerleader and then accidentally rip off her clothing? I wasn't old enough for that kind of stuff. Well, you should have. Whatever. But that happens to yes. Lane, and yes. then he gets beat up by the basketball team. So Beth drives by, and he she's in the car with uh, with the teacher, the math teacher. Lane's got all beaten up face. Waddle, 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 waddle. Then it's K-12 practice. And sure. He, he practices a couple times. And yeah. this is when Charles is on the mountaintop, and he's amazed. Pure snow. He's looking around. Can you imagine what the street value of this mountain is? It's pure snow up here. It's frozen my left part of my brain. I can't move my right arm as he's moving his right arm. Booger's great. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great character. Aww. And he disappears through later yeah. on in this movie, and it's very sad. After failing at K2, we go back to Lane's house, and it must be Christmas time. And the dad's got a bow on the garage door because all the windows are fixed. Uh, we see that the mom is giving out presents to everyone, and everyone gets TV dinners for presents and she's all into oh you're gonna love this because you, you said this. you like this mm-hmm. so you're getting this there's a huge stack of tv dinners yep. that she's been giving out for her presents yeah lane gets all of them gives her husband a, a fur coat that's mm-hmm. made out of aardvark fur and has an aardvark head. hat head and on it tells him don't worry everyone's Everybody. gonna be wearing this and she's in a in a reindeer outfit full with head body and, and a little antlers go with little bells on them it's cute. <laughs> She's such a weirdo. <laughs> She's such a weirdo. Yeah, everybody, everyone's going to wear the aardvark outfit. Don't worry about it. Um, so before this, there's a quick scene of just that because it's better off dead. He wants to kill himself. He's depressed. So there's a scene where he's going to jump off a bridge. Charles goes by and pats him on the back, and he falls into a garbage truck that is going by underneath the bridge. Of course, in movies, all garbage is soft that you can land in. It's mm-hmm. never any glass or anything hard. And then there's two tree trimmers that are cutting some trees, branches, and whatnot. One of those guys is X, 
the the actor X from 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 the X Files. He's the other informant. Okay. Anyway, Nerd. I was glad to see him. He's country. The only reason why I bring that up is because <laughs> after Christmas, Lane is wants to kill himself again because he's in the car. Oh, he he, he, he called his he called his girlfriend and she says, "Oh, Roy got me a giant teddy bear bigger than me." And Lane has a tiny little bear that's itty bitty, yeah, pocket sized. So, he so he's going to kill himself now. In order to tell Beth that he has to go, he says something stupid. This was the my mom's doing something and the Christmas tree's on fire, and he just throws the phone. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. Walks away and to go uh, kill himself. Yeah, goes into the car, let lets it run while he's inside the garage. Uh, too late, he re, uh, or something. He's falls on the yeah. steering column and puts it in reverse and steps on the gas accidentally, busting the garage door. Brand that his new father is showing off to his wife, saying, "Look, she's I happy. She's like, oh, it's beautiful. It's a Christmas miracle." And the car smashes through, breaking it. And the neighbor comes out to see what's going on, and he is also wearing an aardvark coat. Hello, hello, good evening. That's all. Mail, yeah, mailman pops up. That's right. This mailman doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he's this kind of slobby-looking mailman. Just looking through everyone's mail, dropping Falling stuff, it down, doesn't yeah. care, opening people's packages, gets to uh, Lane's house. Uh, his little brother answers the door, and the guy's like, Hey, Badger, what's a little boy like you doing with smutty magazines like this? Uh, and it it how wasn't to, right. It, it was a, a magazine on how to pick up smutty ladies. Yeah, how to pick up trashy women trashy or something women. like that. Yeah. And uh, Badger just snatches it mm-hmm. from him, doesn't say anything, and slams the door on him. So he rings the doorbell again. This time Lane answers, and he's like, So, hey, Lane, I see that you're not hanging out with Beth anymore, so that must mean you guys aren't dating. Slam door. <laughs> and he keeps talking. He keeps on going. At like, the door, yeah. you can hear him mm-hmm. just outside still talking. I want to date Beth. Uh, that's when the dad is trying to. That's right. Uh, dad is reading a book about uh, teenage teenagers and drugs or something like that. He wants to figure out what's going on with with them, and just says, um, "You should really start dating again. It, that'll get you out of your funk." Is is the idea? And is this when he sets up the, yeah. the New Year's Eve date. dance date yes. with another girl with his co-worker co-worker something like that yeah lane is getting ready and he's just saying oh this girl she's such a nerd she has braces and whatnot one look at me and she's gonna blow her mind she's never been out with a hunk like me i'm so hot and he's getting well he doesn't start there he starts with uh i don't want to do this oh yeah and he talks himself into it and then gets to this point where he's like well i might as well give her the thrill of her life kind of that's true I i might as well go yeah it'll be it'll be good for her he gets her to pick her up but she, yeah, yeah, she has braces on. But she's like, "Listen, the only reason I'm doing this was a favor to my dad. So let's let's figure this out." Brings out a calculator, tallies all up how much a date would cost, dinner. So if you give me thirteen dollars and sixty seven cents for your half of the date, we'll call it even, and I can just not go with you. And he, John Cusack just says, uh, "Do you accept check?" So it's yeah, he doesn't want to do it either, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. so might like, as well whatever. whatever. But he goes to the dance by himself, and that's when we hear awesome 80s song, the, which is still stuck in my brain. The lyrics are basically Better Off Dead. Yes, Better Off Dead. And, it's a Better uh, Off Dead song. Natalie said her name was Buttercup or something? Is she, she actually an artist? She's a huge voice actress. She was the voice of Buttercup in the uh, Powderpuff Girls. Oh. And she's done tons and tons of stuff, this, this, this uh, I have no singer. Idea. I I didn't know. I We were just curious because uh, we were listening just – She's really good. It, has this? She actually a singer? Has she done anything else? Anything else? Looked her up. Oh, voice actress. Okay, makes sense. Sure. But oh. she's dressed up and has eighty awesome eighties hair, eighties outfit. She's on a little platform in front of the band because she's tiny. But yeah, she's yeah, singing very awesome eighties band. band. And Lane and Charles are there just hanging out. Roy comes by with Beth and his gang and says. I'm going to vote for you two as being the cutest couple. And Charles does this awesome thing where he just turns around and starts laughing hysterically, mocking Roy to yeah. get rid of him. It diffu- and it works. And it diffuses the entire... entire. I, I can admit acting like that yes. to those kind of people. And it works. works. It works. I've done this too. It, it's amazing. <laughs> like, oh, I, I would have hung out with Charles. That's right. He had said that he's... When he, before he was going to say, uh, I'm going to help you out, Lane. I'm no dummy. I've been in high school for seven and a half years. If you notice, well... 
you've seen uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Yes. Beth is in Nightmare on Elm Street. That actress is. Okay. She gets killed. But uh, behind her, Roy's friend is wearing a Freddy the Krueger sweater. Freddy the Krueger. <sighs> Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Come on. I'm, I'm coming. I was, I was sick all week. <laughs> I'm getting better. Yes. Freddy the Krueger with his scissor hand claws. Yeah. I didn't notice that, but that's kind of cool. I, I'll have to look at that again. <laughs> then after that bit, you see Ricky, like, the doors just fly open and there's smoke and lights behind yes. him. And he has this whole stance of superiority and confidence. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. Because he's coming yeah. He's coming to a dance with a girl. And she's a good looking girl. I, I can own this. People will, resp- you know. Yeah, that's And true. then Monique's not there. So he has to Grab hustle her. back and pull her in. And mm-hmm. she basically is a dead weight for him to pull around. He takes her out into the floor right away to dance. He includes her at first. And it, it's kind of like she doesn't even move. And he picks her up, swings her around. And it's kind of good. There's nothing really wrong with it except that his partner's not engaged at no, all. she doesn't want to be there. But everyone him. starts looking, and he's like, oh, hey, this People are starting to notice me. Kind of dance. And he keeps dancing until he can't dance anymore he and basically just down. belly flops to the ground. Yep, and Monique has her chance to escape, basically. Yes. And she catches up with Lane, and she starts shaking his hand, excited, because she had made eyes at him earlier. Uh, John Cusack's character always screws up his French that he tries to say towards her. Parlez-vous. Mercy buckets. That's right. Mercy buckets. <laughs> so she shake, keeps on shaking her hand because uh, Ricky starts coming by. And so if she keeps shaking Lane's hand, then he'll, she's safe, basically. Something and like and that, Ricky yeah. says, come now. Mother wants us over here to, when she picks us up. You don't want to make mother angry ever uh, lane says oh we're having a conversation why don't you go over there and then we're when we're done have her honk the horn beth and roy walk by or whatever and notice that they're kind of together ish in mm-hmm. a way at least beth notices with a little bit of jealousy eyes earlier in the dance i forgot charles walks by and he's he keeps on laughing laugh mocking at roy which is just great like mm-hmm. just stick to that asshole. Fuck you, because you're right. I remember doing that as a really good defense. Yeah, the car pulls up, and and Ricky's mom and Ricky get in the car, and they take her Monique back hostage into their house. I guess. Yeah, basically. she's gone. Yeah, all throughout we forgot. Like, yeah, there's the two dollar kid. Oh no, he's walking yeah, on home. The way, um, walking home from the dance. That's when the next. Bit. There's blue lights. <laughs> it's awesome. This scene to me it's is awesome. like iconic two dollar scene of the movie, even though it's so short. It's very short. But it's a horror movie because it's yeah trees and a blue light. And then you see a a bike in the distance. It comes down another bike over here. Yeah, you can't escape. All can't the paper escape. boys. Are All the paper out. boys want their two dollars. <laughs> and John Cusack has his keys in his. He can't trying... get them in the car. Keys! <laughs> yeah, he screams as the camera zooms into the as he's fumbling to get the keys into the <laughs> open the door. Makes it home, slams the door. Looking out, did they follow me? Am I safe? The dad is is reading a book of more about. How to how to help his kid with drugs, and he said they're after me. They're after me. Who's after me? I don't know. And then in the book, he highlights paranoid. paranoid. Goes upstairs to get into his room, and he hears giggling and music coming from his little brother's room. Yep. So he opens the door to see what's going on, and everything comes to a halt when he opens the door. And his little brother's in a smoking jacket, drinking some mixed drinks. There's with like five trashy ladies more in there. More than five. There's like ten in there. <laughs> okay. Maybe he is just covered in ladies, covered in trashy ladies. <laughs> nothing said. He just shuts the door. Mm-hmm. Party resumes, and he goes to his room. Next morning, Badger is cutting out a thing saying that he's going to send out to get a build your own shuttle with household, household items or yeah. household something or other. And their mom is making some sort of soup out of <sighs> a sea monster. <laughs> yeah, it's a comical sea monster with tentacles and a, and a claw, claw going back and forth. The dad is trying to figure out how to help his son, who's gone crazy. He got him a job. That's right. He got him a job at the burger place. That's why I don't remember because yeah. I, my brain skips over passes because I don't like it. It's it's just worth mentioning. He gets a job at this pig place that yep. he's got to go to that day. Yep. So he goes there. The pig burger guy's just a jerk. Yeah. Apparently, jerk. don't wash your hands. Yeah. Lane and... is the only person that's going to work in the uh, kitchen at all in this place. Uh, yeah. Gets minimal training. Told not to wash his hands. Told all this stuff that you just 
work. Yeah. He's, make it like this. Make the size of the burger like this. Blah, blah, blah. So to keep himself from going uh, crazy, from going crazy yeah. he has this imagination that he's making this Frankenstein burger. Yep. And then it comes to life with the voice of David Lee Roth and rocks out. Yeah, it's it's kind of a music video montage of a cl- yeah. uh, claymation burgers that are dancing. This is Frankenstein Monsters burger. This is a 80s cliche for movies, but mm-hmm. there's always at least Something one like music video in the middle of them. Kind of, yeah. And, and that's why I tuned out because it just, yeah, It's mad it, to me. There's nothing that progresses any sort of plot during the, these the sequences. Only, the only thing that happens is then he snaps out of the, the dream or because he's been actually in the kitchen making a huge mess and the owner comes in and yells at him. And Tosses him out. Now, it. the one thing to remember is he's given keys. He's given the keys, yes. So he has the keys to get in. Correct. Okay, and then he gets kicked out. Yep. So apparently the owner forgot he gave him keys he must have forgot. and then fired him. Yep, I guess that's what happened. And this is when Roy is eating there with Beth, and for oh, some odd reason, yeah. every time he sees Lane in these terrible situations, he always uh, says hola to them like that's an insult or something. I don't yes. get it. Or Who knows? Or maybe because he knows a little bit of Spanish or that's what he thinks. He's a higher class. I, I don't know. It just... It doesn't work. Or, no, but... Or it's also making fun of Roy because he's an idiot, too. Probably. Well, yeah. and in these also moments, too, you also notice that Beth never looks at Lane. Never. Because she... And then she shrinks down because Roy's a jerk in front of all these people. And she... So she, every yeah. time in these every, scenes, she, she's, she's trying all, to hide. She is always trying to hide. Yeah, every time. It's, uh, don't make eye contact with him. I forgot the awesome scene before. He's getting ready to go to his new job. He's put, he's he's brushing his teeth, and he's pu- putting Q-tips oh, yeah. everywhere in his ears. That's a fun scene. And the dad walks in. Oh, you're so weird. And then he just kind of makes a hello. And then... Uh, he tries going on the K-12 this time, wipes out immediately, comes back, and they're going to have – he's having dinner now with Monique's, uh, well, I guess, family. The, at their house. At, at their Lane's house, house. At Lane's house, yeah. Since he's failing at everything, got fired from his job, couldn't do the K-12. That's right. He picks up the newspaper, and it talks about a man somewhere in the state trying to kill himself by self-immolation. That's right. So he's he, going to – Puts himself in drapes. Yeah, or he grabs sheets. drapes and he has a tie around his head. And, and uh, he grabs a canister of kerosene. It's it's a, basically it's primer, so it's okay. something that's flammable. Yes. Yeah. And he's going to douse yeah, himself, but then he gets herded into the I dining forgot. room. Yeah, he's going to kill himself by setting himself on fire with yeah chemicals. And that's right, I forgot about that. That's important. They have invited the, the family over for dinner, and the cra- Lane's crazy mom has made everything for uh, French things here's french dressing and french fries french bread and ricky's mom is "Ooh, you're oh you're just so good you're such a good cook this is amazing spread you have for us and this talks about how ricky is in love with monique it's the language of love that they're international language international language that they speak and during and, this time, yeah. Lane is pouring his primer into a bowl on his plate. He, and he's got a little napkin. He's put, starting to put it on himself now. <laughs> and then uh, Ricky's mom grabs the <laughs> bottle of primer and pours it into her glass and starts drinking it. Yeah, not paying attention. And talks about how it's just like the moonshine, uh, like her <laughs> yeah. dad used to yeah, make or something. Yeah, like that. And then lights up a cigarette. And kaboom. Boom, her face is blown off. Then. And immediately cut to one yes. of the best lines of the movie, which is Monique, Ricky, and Lane in the car. Mm-hmm. And Lane just says, Ricky, I'm really so- sorry your mom blew up. Yep. Just, just It's a great delivery and line. <laughs> then they stop at a red light, and, uh-oh, the Japanese racers are there. Har- Haruko Sell wants to race again. Yes. And John Cusack's nervous, but Monique just goes over and puts her foot on top of his, and they... Start yeah, on the accelerator and they they take off. Yeah, and crash in some water, but they had a good time. She's laughing. Uh, Ricky's all up, freaked upset. out. Oh. He's gonna tell mom. Mm-hmm. You have to obey the speed limit. But a little bit of just showing a little bit of danger, getting Lane out of his funk. Because later on, they he starts hanging out with Monique now. Yeah, instead of uh, Curtis Armstrong, they all three of them can hang out, do some whippets. <laughs> They're hanging out. Monique hasn't really said anything yet either. She hasn't been talking too much at all right no no she's still not really saying oh well when she starts laughing at that race that's where she starts talking yeah 
Sorry, it's um, coming over shell. They have a lunch together. It kind of shows that she's forcefully pulling away from Ricky. Yes. And Ricky's trying to still maintain, but he mm-hmm. can't because Monique's a human being with yeah. her own <laughs> system. You know, it wants. You can't keep a person. She's not a slave. Yeah. Even though that's kind of, it seems like, why the family got her there. Yeah, they're having lunch together, Monique and Lane. Ricky comes by, and they just kind of push him off to the side. Like, no, she's with me. She doesn't want to be with you. It's her choice. And that's what Lane reveals a few things. So it's uh, the skiing captain. He reveals a little bit about that. So she's, Monique is taking in what he's saying. Yes. I think he also might mention the car then at that time. Mm Mm-hmm. Or it relatively around this area. Because, Beth, yeah, Beth saw the car and liked it, and that's and he borrowed $200 from his dad just to get this car that we haven't seen yet because it's covered up in tarps. And may I say, that's a deal for that car. Uh, I believe after that it goes to after school, and Lane is driving home, and he hears some thudding on his rooftop of his car. $2. So he's... Yeah, and then you find out it's the paper boy on top of his car demanding two dollars. Two dollars. So he starts racing down the road and Mm -hmm. then swerves into a car wash. I can't swim. Yeah, and then drowns the kid. Well, temporarily, or at least for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. While they're having lunch, I think this is when Roy is talking and just being a jerk. Oh yes. And and then that's when he and then finally he's uh, Lane snaps up and says, "I challenge you. I challenge you to the K twelve." We're going to do this, all right, on Sunday at high noon or something like that. Great. It's high noon. Mm-hmm. And Monique had, oh, yes, she she shook up a can of, of Coca-Cola and sprayed it all over Roy. Yeah, and then she was speaking in French like, oh, I'm such an imbecile. I'm so sorry. The reason why was because when Roy came up, he knows she's a foreign exchange student from oh, France. Oh, and she, he could so speak. So he says in French to her something to the effect of that phrase that's in that song, which means basically, oh, uh, will you sleep with me tonight? Or yes, something. that's right. And that's what gets her. Lady Marmalade. Yeah. Marmalade. Whatever. That's That's right. I forgot all that. That's the line that he says. Because when he said it, I was like, oh, wait, that's that one line. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Monique. Yeah, that song. Yes. I could get a few words out of there, but I won't get remotely close to saying that. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. That's right. And that's when she sprays the can yeah. of soda. And then he challenges. Yep. That's that's the big part, though, the challenge. I think really just he after, yeah, he gets rid of the $2 kid. He comes home, and she is, Monique is, is outside, and she's throwing lemons at a sign because she's pissed off. Were they lemons or were they apples? I can't remember. They're yellow. Sure, they're yellow. They could have been either one. Yeah. And she's angry, saying things in French, and then all she starts speaking in English, saying that she hates that family. Like They think I'm a love slave to Ricky or something. This is crazy. Oh, you speak English? Yes, of course I do. So they start to hit it off a little bit, and they start hanging out. Oh, yeah, and then it's the next morning. He gets out, and she's underneath the car fixing it because she knows how to fix things. And so they have a montage of them getting together and fixing this awesome 1960s black Camaro that he yes. that he got for $200. $200. Pristine. Yes. It is amazing. Yeah. They, they're going through as they're fixing it, reading the manual, hanging out. They're covered in grease. Uh, the, the montage stops, and she bas- Monique basically says, you need some confidence in your life, and then you can you can do almost anything, basically. They then roll out the Camaro to go drive it around to go skiing, and it's just they spent thousands of dollars to get this thing fixed up. There's no way yeah. that they spent just, uh, what, six hours maybe, <laughs> just putting all this new stuff in it. It looks amazing. But they come to an intersection, and there are the Japanese guys with their ladies. But then they, they get the idea of being challenged, and they quick they they all <laughs> they put all on helmets. helmets. I like that. They all have helmets on. Because they're... On. Even the girlfriends mm-hmm. were prepared for this. Oh, it's racing time. Let's put our helmets on. And uh, But they were caught by surprise and didn't get the takeoff. And the green light goes and... The ladies will have none of being losers and leave them there. And they fight each other. <laughs> then they go, it's a skiing montage with yep. Monique um, going down. And she shows him how to do the K-12. Even Basically. He's like, oh, it, it's oh. just like that. And then he tumbles down and slides like an otter <laughs> down the hill right up to her. I forgot. Yeah, earlier when Charles was trying to help, he said, all right, here's what you do. You go really fast this way, and if something gets in your way, turn. And so then uh, now Elaine is up there with Monique, and Monique says the exact same thing. Go really fast, then turn. It's really That's how you ski. Then they have a whole montage of them skiing together. 
the stunt double for Monique is obviously a guy in a big wi- curly wig. <laughs> yes, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was definitely not her. But then they fall down together and they're having a good time and they're about to smooch. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Charles is there. He he pops back up in the movie and he says, everybody's around. They're waiting for you. To, to see whether or not you're going to... Going to do it. Going to yeah. actually challenge Roy to the K-12. And he says, I'll see you See you later. And he accidentally slides over one of Lane's bindings, bindings and breaks it. Monique says, you can do this. They, they have a cute little kiss. And then she, Monique says, kick his ass. Yeah, and then she's, she takes she's off. off to yep. go join everyone else at the but bottom. But then... Out of nowhere, <laughs> on his bike, yep, with skis, with skis, is the paper boy wanting his two dollars. He wants his two dollars. Scares the hell out of Lane. Lane decides I got to get the hell out of here with one ski. one ski, but and mm-hmm. apparently was on a bigger, higher up run than the, yep. than the K twelve, which doesn't make much doesn't sense, make sense. But whatever, whatever, whatever. And skis up to the top of the K twelve yep. just in time. Yep, because they thought they were going to call it off that Lane is a, a chicken. He wasn't going to actually do it, but he shows up just because he's being chased by the by the, 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 the $2 kid. And then they go, and yep. the paper boy follows down the K-12. Yelling, $2, $2. And down at the bottom of the hill, uh, Charles is with Monique, and he has got binoculars. There's something chasing them. And, and Lane is on one ski. Oh, it's amazing. And, yeah, they're going down. Roy hits the paper boy with his club. Get, get out of here, kid. His club? Is his, his, his club, his pole, whatever. <laughs> he clubs him. And then the uh, paper boy goes flying off of a <laughs> edge, edge yes. and just falls for far too long of it's a time awesome. that's ridiculous. And of course, it becomes very apparent. It's, it's a just dummy. It's a dummy. It's fine, which but it's makes good. It funny, too. Yeah. He $2. lands, hits, and then $2. $2. Laying, uh, uh, yep, they're getting down closer. He's still in one ski, and I just felt bad for the stunt guy because you're on one leg. Yeah, leg is getting sore, and they had to wear um, this the same goggles, and they said that they couldn't see very much out of these welding goggles that he's wearing. So it, was just, it was just tough for the the the, the, the it stunt guys. It probably was shot over a course of a, a couple few days. Of course, it had to have been. But he makes it down there, and he's winning, and uh, Lane wins with just one ski. Uh, and everybody then goes crazy. Everyone loves him, and Lane doesn't is the like best. Roy anymore. Nope. And- Beth wants to be her his boyfriend girlfriend again. <laughs> however, <coughs> however, she rolls. Either way, gives her a kiss, and Monique is. Oh, I guess I'm not gonna be there for him anymore. And then gets Ricky taken away. And Ricky's mom show up and drag her off. Literally dragging, dragging her, her away. Off. Yeah, and Lane is is getting everybody all happy. The the two Japanese guys come in there, and there's sportcasters saying, "Hey." What a tremendous uh, display of athleticism. And I love how everybody is looking at the non-existent camera that is there yeah. that the sport cast Well, because, yeah, they've included it. They included it. That, that was a really good touch. That they're all just, What are you going to, to do, do next? Ne- yep. I'm going to take some language lessons. That's right. And he goes over and to get Monique back, and they have a quick duel with Ricky with their, not poles. clubs, but their ski poles. And have a fancy match. sword fight. Yeah. yeah. And all it happens is just he pushes Ricky onto uh, uh, Ricky's mom, basically, and they, yeah. they fall down. They grab grab and go into the Camaro. And drive off. And, and he's driving off in his ski boots. Ski boots, Ow. yeah. I don't know how I'm the so hell you're going to drive a car just with ski boots. Let alone run and pick up a girl. It's, well, I haven't tried that. Next time. Next time. Or you can – well, I'll practice on you. Ooh. Oh, yeah, before this, when Monique was angry, she was throwing, throwing fruit – at, she she had quite an arm on her, and she said, "Yeah, I came to the United States because I wanted to see the Brooklyn Dodgers." Oh yeah, anyway. and we and we forgot the romantic scene because Lane says, "I for, he has the keys to the the pig burger place, yep. and he bake, makes her food from his Christmas uh, gifts, yeah. which were." Which were TV, uh, dinners. TV dinners, and then plays the sax for her. Synthesized sax. Synthesized terrible sax for her because before Charles said, you know, Roy plays the guitar. You could take take up your sax again. Girls love music, and so that's what he does. And she did. She and she to liked it. it. She liked it. It was a quick little scene, yeah. but almost forgot about that. Yeah. Because now, after he rescued her, they're go- they get into the car, and it just cuts to them at uh, Dodger Stadium in yeah. L.A. 
in the middle of the the they diamond. Allow people to do this with drive. the Camaro there, yeah. sitting on there, and he's playing the saxophone for her as the camera is going out. Then <laughs> you see the rest of the paper boys are coming just, to, just swarming. No, it's just just him. It was just one. Oh, okay. I thought it was more. Okay. Well, you, he needs to get you two dollars. Say two dollars, but you see you him. Know. And uh, Ricky then uh, is helped off his mom. Oh yeah, by a a girl. It's it's an eighties thing. It's, it's an eighties thing for everybody to get somebody to wrap up with. Yeah. But Ricky does not deserve a girl, even though I agree with you. It, it should be Charles gets somebody, but he was yeah. he was kind of written out of the movie oddly. Well, I don't think he was also probably interested in a hookup at that point. He had other things going on. In yeah, he wanted life. he wanted some real drugs. Yeah, he can't get in this podunk town. And then credits start rolling, and then yes. we see new garage door being put up. Mm-hmm. Dad is all happy about it. And then rumble, 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 and flames coming out from the garage door, and it bursts, and there's a small space shuttle, shuttle space shuttle that off. the that Badger has built going into space. This movie was written and directed by Savage Steve Holland, and this thinking he had did an interview in the late or early 2000s and it's based on a real story of his or real happenings of his where he had a girlfriend that broke up with him and he was captain of the ski team he thought about killing himself actually started to do it and something like he went into the garage was going to hang himself but the pipe that he was standing on a gar a plastic garbage bin and then it slipped the pipe broke which was water and so then he was being the water then was pouring into the garbage bin, and then his mom came by yelling at him, what are you doing, not knowing that he actually tried to kill himself? That's when he realized, this is dumb. Why did I do this? He wrote of all the silly ways he could kill himself in his diary and a bunch of other stuff that eventually became this movie, with his mom being silly that way, always trying to make weird new food. Son, his brother that really never talked and was an inventor. So all these things were parts of that happened in supposedly in his, in real life. And if that's true, I mean, that's a great way to deal with your depression. And that's how we got out of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah and there was another scene, which was when Charles is on the, the ski slope with, with Lane, I thought it was really good, was Charles says something like, dying when you're really not sick is really sick, you know, man? That's not cool. So, how do you think it uh, holds up? Everybody should watch this movie, even though it's set in the 80s, it's very 80s movie. I say, yes, this holds up. I didn't have much nostalgia for it as a kid. Like I said, I watched this later when I was in my 20s. So I would definitely say watch this movie. And it's a good romantic comedy. I agree. Uh, and I also agree with the fact that uh, I know I've mentioned other movies could be remade into modern times. I don't think this no. one should be. I think this one is very appropriate in the time period yes. it was made. And that's where it belongs. It has a really specific tone for itself, too. The silliness. The 80s were a silly time. And it, it really does fit that time. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, I loved it. I, I, Even though John Cusack doesn't. Sorry, John. I love it. I love we're gonna, it. More. We're probably going to watch this again. I'm definitely going to watch this again, without question. That was Better Off Dead. <laughs> <laughs> that was very intense. Let me let me do that. Yeah. That was Better Off Dead. Oh my goodness. If you want to get a hold of us, email at the Rewinders Podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at The Rewinders Pod. You can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Please rate and review. Pretty good, Howard Cosell. I learned that skiing is cool, but only in the 80s. Aww, it's not cool now. Dick. And I learned that if you want to woo a lady, you synthesize your saxophone. That's the way to do it. And <laughs> give, uh, give her TV dinners. Hey, it works for John Cusack. Well, he's work for you. that's the thing. He was way more handsome than that Roy guy. Didn't make any sense. I, I would say that uh, <laughs> he, he was a cuter gentleman for his yeah, age. I would say so too. Hey, mm. yeah, we are the Rewinders. Thanks for listening. Keep going.